You are listening to Activate Evolution, a gateway to infinite possibilities with Jules Arnas. Is your soul craving and longing to remember your path and your mission? Are you ready to activate your evolution? Connect to your heart, take a deep breath, and start your journey to infinite possibilities. Blessings, everyone. I'm Jules, and I have my guest today, Lisa Shermerhorn, and I'm super excited. We just had actually just the most delightful conversation before we even get on. So I'm going to just turn it right over to you to Lisa and just have you tell us a little bit about who you are and what your brilliance is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, I, uh, to give you a little bit of background, um, I, I call myself a mindset coach. And what that comes from is the fact that I work with the subconscious mind. I've studied the subconscious mind for over 20 years, as well as um, doing a lot of um, spiritual and work with shamanism and uh, a lot of energy medicine. But I'll, I'll start to uh, how, how I ended up on that path was because as a child, I had undiagnosed learning disabilities. When I was in kindergarten, everyone could read, everyone could write, everyone could do their math, and I couldn't, I was completely lost, which created this, this situation for me where I spent every summer in summer school, and I grew up with the belief that I was stupid. And because I believed that I was stupid, I gave my power away to everyone who I thought was smarter than me, which was pretty much everyone. So I had no sense of self. I had no sense of anything. I let my parents make all of my decisions. I married young to a very strong-minded man who helped me make a lot of my decisions. And uh, when I got to about 38, I had a nervous breakdown and I was suicidal. I, uh, I knew I wasn't going to do anything, but I was in so much pain. I had no sense of who I was, why I was here, my purpose. I thought I was a burden on everyone, and I just wanted to just disappear. Um, when I was in that situation, I was going to therapy two to three times a week, and nothing was helping me. And someone told me to go to a, a hypnotist, and I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> they make you quack like a duck? Like, who does that? And, and I went to see her. And what, what astounded me was how quickly I began to heal. And what I realized that when we are having a conversation now, our brain frequency is something at beta. And this is a very, you know, conscious level where, where we have conversation. The problem is, most of our own trauma, our beliefs, our wounding are much deeper in these slower, larger frequencies. And that's where our programming comes in. So my programming was that I was stupid and worthless. And no matter what I did on a conscious level, I couldn't get beyond it. So in order for me to get to the next level, I had to clear out all of the stuff that was unconscious. And what's interesting is Greg Braden, if any of your listeners are familiar with him, he talks about how we have brain cells in our brain, but what they've discovered is that our heart has brain cells as well. And so if you're only doing work at the cognitive level, 
you can't shift because there's still work at the heart level that needs to be done, the wounding that has to be done. It has to be done at a very deep level to help shift. And because it helped me so much, I went on and, and my own insecurity about thinking that I was stupid. I went on, if you saw the amount of certifications I have, you would laugh because it's about that thick. But I became obsessed with learning because I was finally good at something. I suddenly realized that I was smart. I just learned differently. And so it allowed me to finally step into who I am, doing things that are different. Now, does that create problems in my life sometimes? Yeah, my my daughter's like, do you think, I think we might want to go see a, a counselor. <laughs> and I'm like, if because she doesn't understand any of my beliefs and she struggles with it and that's okay. You know, I say this stuff isn't for everyone, but for those who take it on and, and, and want to get to the next level and really accelerate and want to be ultimately in their full purpose, it's extraordinary. I love that you said that about your daughter. I, when my daughters were growing up, I had this saying is if people call you weird, that's a good thing because it means that you're, you're not in the collective, right? That you're breaking out of the box. So, and they, they very much live their lives in that way to a certain point. But I also want to tap back into that place where you're talking about uh, the cells of the brain and the cells of the heart and I've been just kind of tapping into even the whole entire body because we talk about where consciousness is Mm -hmm. and what they're finding is that consciousness isn't as, as the whole entire body. It's not just in the mind. And so when you go into the hypnosis and that's what I want to kind of bridge into next is I know that you're a shaman and you're also um, do a lot of hypnosis and you have so many brilliant things that you, obviously you have a certifications like this, like we could file through, but what I would like to do is for those of, a, of, that are listening, that are maybe feeling they're aware that there's a wounded space that's kind of leading the way when they are trying to break into that next level of consciousness or life, what would you offer them as maybe a tool. I'll just let you take it. You know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what's interesting is, and what I discovered, and most of your listeners probably know this, is that your wounds are your greatest gifts, right? Mm -hmm. Because no one knows that pain like you do. And none of us get out of this unscathed. But when we heal that, that becomes our gift because we know it better than everyone else. And it's what runs us. So we can allow it to run us in a negative way, or we can use it as inspiration. And one of the, I was on an interview yesterday with a fellow who had a stroke at the age of 40. He's in a wheelchair and he changed his mindset. And now he looks at it as his gift. And the name of his podcast is A Stroke of Genius. Oh, that gave me I chills. Mean, <laughs> I know I had chills too from that. But it, and, and it's amazing. It's just, you know, my woundedness of feeling stupid has now taken me to the place of in my brilliance of understanding that I'm not like everyone else and I don't want to be like anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I learn differently and I heal differently. And for those people who are conventional, it's never going to work. It just doesn't work for me. I've tried. 
But what I've learned is that there are many techniques at the subconscious level. Um, hypnosis to me is one of the most powerful techniques that you can use to access the information, release it and replace it with what you wish you could have had instead. For instance, I call it time travel for your emotions because you can't change what happened, but you can change the way you feel about something, which gives you a whole brand new perspective. And then what I will tell you is one of the most magical things that changed my life is forgiveness. Mm. When you forgive at a very deep level, it will, it will change your life. And I had someone in my life that I didn't speak to for 14 years. And I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Ho'oponopono, which is an ancient Hawaiian prayer. Um, I was trained in that and I began to do the Ho'oponopono um, around a number of people. And within three months, not only did that person call me out of the blue, say that they want to be back in my life and then they missed me and they had noticed things had changed, which we hadn't even had a conversation that healed. But also beliefs cleared from me because I forgave myself and my book showed up literally the title of my book. The, I wrote the book in five months and it became a bestseller out of nowhere. I've been trying to write this book for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized was the magic of the forgiveness and all of those blocks of beating myself up over and over again. And so by forgiving it launched me literally catapulted me in ways that I never imagined just from the act of forgiving myself and others. When you're speaking, I'm just kind of reading the energy of where you're speaking from. And this is what I'm seeing. And I, and I just feel like this is so beautiful is that where when you went into that place of forgiveness, you went into a place of forgiveness outside of the programmed response or the program itself. And because that you were able to forgive from outside of the ego, you could say it, it really created an energetic pattern to where the truth, you could say, if you want to say that, I mean, I know the truth is going to change depending on where we are consciously, but you were able to open up to what was next. And it's just so beautiful. I hope that when people are listening, I don't know if you want to share the Honopuna prayer for maybe somebody that is tapping into that of like, oh, I need to forgive as well. Maybe just give a little tool here. Uh, absolutely. Um, now, there's a the, if you were to look it up on the internet, you'll see it says, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. There's a fifth line, I, meaning the I am God, the great I am, forgives me. Mm -hmm. And you won't see that. So I would recite these five lines over and over again. And what you find, or at least what I found was a clearing would happen. This release would happen. I would feel lighter. And then I wasn't triggered by that person or that circumstance anymore. And these were things that I held on to for years that I didn't even realize that I had been holding on to. How many times do we say, um, wow, I can't believe I was triggered by that because I had already forgiven that. And you're like, well, apparently I didn't because there's layers. There's layers upon layers. And this also, I believe, transcends dimensions because I think if there's past life, things in there or anything else that's that's throughout your your lineage that still needs to be forgiven I think 
from my experience that this encompasses all. So you don't have to even know what you're forgiving sometimes. It's just letting go and allowing yourself to become um, your pure, pure um, self. And, and this is about getting ego out of the way. Because forgiveness, when you don't forgive, it's, it, it's pure ego. And ego has no place in our lives. Um, we just don't. It's about meeting people where they're at and allowing them to have their belief system and allowing them to have their opinion. Because the last thing I want is someone telling me what I should think and what I should say. I love that. So let's go and let's take, so we have now the experience of our wounds and I just have to, I have to meet you in the space. I actually grew up with a learning disability as well, but nobody knew I had one until I was in about second grade. And because I was so intuitive that I could pick up on what everybody was reading without actually having to read. So nobody even knew I didn't know how to read until I was in second grade. And so I know what that feels like kind of being labeled as that. So I meet you in that wound. And I love that we both have used it to kind of excel and break out of that box. So there's the wound. And now we have this forgiveness space, which I love the where this is going, because we're almost creating this formula of moving into what's beyond that. So let's tap into, so they know the wound, they went into the forgiveness. Now, how do, how do we give the tool of shifting to kind of breaking out of what they've already experienced in order right. to tap into what's next? So, so for me, um, I, I, I met this woman who had me take this test and it was this why test. And I, I was like, this is, I'm, I'll, I'm interested in finding out my why, what is this? So I took this test and I found out that my why, which is the why that runs me through my entire life, it's not how you do things, it's why, and it's challenge. Every single aspect of my life has to be different. I think outside the box. I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. When you're an out-of-the-box thinker, you get bullied as a kid because you're different. You're ostracized. You think you're broken. You're not accepted. So that belief system stayed with me throughout my entire life. And so when I discovered that challenge was my why, my superpower, it emboldened me and helped me honor who I am. And I understand that this may be an ego thing because it's it's really a, a label. But what it did was it almost like got rid of all of the old stuff. It like helped me get rid of my, my wounding and stand strong and, okay, I'm different and I'm going to honor it because it's what makes me unique instead of, yeah, I'm different and trying to make excuses for that. It was very different. I, I, I ha this is so fun, Lisa, because I'm watching you speak and then just hearing what your your the who you know that challenge maker. And what I love about this is that so yes, okay, so let's say that's your new identity is that this is who I am and you can own it. So it, it does take you that creates a bridge, right? Because right. before you were this and now you're this. But what I love is that your identity is actually the challenge maker where you're always going to be shifting to the next of your own identity. But what I'm just curious, what maybe some of the other whys would be. Exactly. So, so what happened for those of you who are familiar with Simon Sinek, 
and his TED Talk where he talks about the importance of knowing your why. He's gotten millions of views. If you haven't seen it, it's brilliant. So this fellow, Gary Sanchez, went to see him and said, I want to know what my why is. And uh, Simon said, I tell people why their why is important. I don't help them discover their why. So Gary went on to interview thousands of people over 10 years and came up with these nine whys. That's why I want people to understand where this came from. So, so my why is challenge. Now, my how is better way. So how I do things is I help people find a better way. Better way people are visionaries. They're the people who are always looking for something better, something new, something unique. They're the entrepreneurs. They're the cutting edge people. And so are the, um, the challenge personalities because they're always looking for something different. But challenge isn't always better. It's just different. <laughs> and then we have, and then my, my what is make sense. So I help make sense out of complicated situations and problems. So those are my top three. Challenge, better way, make sense. There's contribute, which is the biggest one. These are the people who want to be of service to humanity. They are the team players. They are always behind the scenes. You know, if you've got a contribute person, they've got your back no matter what. Mm -hmm. Then you have simplify people. These are people who are your organizers. They're the ones who can take a 10, uh, 10 page, you know, email and respond in five bullet points. They can recap a meeting and say, after a two hour meeting, say, these are the things that we just spoke about. They can't live in chaos. Chaos is really horrible for them. Uh, then you have clarified people, people who are asking lots of questions. They ask the leading questions to get you to where you want to find the answer and they want to make sure that everyone is understood and that they are understood. You also have mastery and mastery people are those people who are like the Leonardo da Vinci's of this world. These are the people who study at very deep levels. They can't just pick up the piano. They want to, they want to learn Mozart. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's everything that they do because Makes sense. People will research a lot. Also, um, some of the other wise, there's also trust. And these are people who are about building trusting relationships. And they will research and do whatever they can to make sure that they are trustworthy. And they're the people who make deals on a handshake. You know that if someone says they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Um, they create incredible loyal followings. But don't, don't, um, do anything to uh, to to make them not trust you because they're going to be done with you. Mm. So for everybody that's listening, I'm sure as she was going through that list, you started to identify in some of those. So once let's just say somebody's listening and they're like, okay, well, I'm definitely this and probably this, and you had three, but let's just say they only picked two of those. So now that they have that, I'm guessing that there's where you would take them after that. Well, there's a, there's a test. They take a test and you have three. You have all of them in, your, in you, okay? We have every single one of them, but there's an order of priority, right? Um, there's another one called right way where people who need structure. So these are the IT people. They tend to be attorneys. They, they create structures so things can be replicated. 
And what happens is when you have a person who is right way with a challenge person who's all outside the box, they can be like oil and water. But when you know the why, a challenge person needs someone to create structure. Mm-hmm. A challenge person can live in chaos. They need a simplifier to help them make things happen. So when you're an entrepreneur, you want to make sure that your team who you're working with has a variety of these things, right? So that you can launch because if you have, and this happens a lot, when you have a lot of people with better way and challenge on your team, they're coming up with brilliant ideas, but they can't get anything to happen. Mm. So you want to make sure that the people that you hire, the people that you bring in, that you have an assortment of these different types of whys so that you work together. And when you know each other's whys, you can speak to them in their language. For instance, if, if I want to hire someone who's right way, I'm not going to start talking in challenge language. They're going to run, right? Or if I'm meeting someone for a big deal uh, that I want to make, sell someone, if I can sense their language, I can speak to them in that and they're going to feel more comfortable. So it's a huge opportunity for sales, better understanding each other and in in relationships. Um, I had a client who was so depressed. We did her why and discovered that she's challenged and she was in a right way job being micromanaged. Challenge people need the freedom. They're great in sales. They're great as entrepreneurs because they need to be able to move from thing to thing to thing. They can't be pinned down in a desk job because that's what creates depression in them. But at the same time, when she realized that about herself, she went to human resources and asked to go into another position and they were thrilled. So she was excited because now she could go into a position. She'd been working her whole life in right way jobs Mm. and couldn't understand why she was so unhappy and hated work. It's crazy to think how we can show up in our own lives in that way. And so if you're listening to that story right now, and there's a part of you that's questioning whether or not that's you, spend some time with that and go a little bit further into it, because this is where awareness and, you know, what your why is, let's just say, can open up doors to a whole new way of living. I love this so much. It's so much, and it's so simple. I love how simple it is. Right. It's just a recognition. Like I understand when I'm speaking to someone who starts talking, using trust in their language, then I know how to speak to them. When I hear, for instance, I was at the post office and there was a woman in front of me talking to the postwoman and she was asking a million questions. And then she asked, what's your name? And the woman responded, Kathy. And then she asked, Kathy with the C or Kathy with the K? And I just started laughing. I said, I have a clarifier in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) You begin to recognize people and their why. And if you want to be more productive, You have endless amounts of energy when you are in your why. It's who you are at the core. And and I will tell you, it changed my life. And that's why I've I've gotten to this huge um, part of of really wanting to help other people in this because um, it's it's essential for you to know that about yourself and for others to know that about you in your relationships as well. 
Absolutely love it. So let's just go through this equation that we're creating here. So we have the wound, we have the forgiveness, we yeah. have the why. Now, what would be the next step? Well, I'll, again, it depends on the individual because I, you know, as a challenge, I don't have a a you know set program. It's all about the individual, but I use my tools to see what's missing, to mm -hmm. see what's left. So. As, as a shamanic practitioner, I might see, wow, there's a part of this person that's missing. They can't seem to integrate everything. So I might do something called soul retrieval where I have my clients actually go into trance and retrieve any part or parts of them that left. And what I mean by that is when we're growing up and we experience trauma, Sometimes a part of us will leave. The Native Americans believe that there's an upper world, a middle world, and a lower world. And they refer to it as non-ordinary reality. So in the upper worlds where the spiritual beings are, the middle world is where we operate. And then the lower world is where you might hear people use the term um, power animal, spirit animal. It's oftentimes where the souls go to hide. And when people go into shock, that's oftentimes where the natives will say, the indigenous people say, that's when that part of you leaves. And that part of you gets stuck in arrested development. And so when we're retrieving that part, that part doesn't know that you're grown up. And that part ends up, um, needs a healing. It's that inner child. It's that wounded part. So when we go back and retrieve it, this is the fascinating part. And there's no two that are like ever. I've had people retrieve younger versions of them. I've also had people go and retrieve physical body parts. And I had this one client who walked up to in the, in this um, session was walking up to a lake and looked in the lake and didn't see their reflection. So they went on this journey talking to all these animals and having these experiences and one by one, different body parts came back. Mm. And then they would go back and they started to see themselves more. And what was interesting is this was a person who was at work, but was, was not really full in command as a leader, was letting their employees run the ship. And they were really a glorified babysitter instead of making really tough decisions in his, in his company. So what he ended up doing was after he had the soul retrieval, he came back and his next session, he goes, oh man, my employees are such a pain in the neck. They just want me to babysit them all the time. Now I'm ready to really launch the company. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so it's really unique and amazing how, you know, how much these parts really have a play in our life. Mm -hmm. And so bringing back and retrieving all those parts are very important. And also making sure that we heal, not only in this lifetime, we're here for this lifetime. And that's what I'm here to do. Because I, 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 I focus mostly on why we're here. But sometimes there's other stuff that comes in that we've inherited through our ancestors or past lives or anything that will prevent us from moving to that next level and really being the best that we can be. So I like to think of myself as a detective. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and that's, I'm going to invite everybody into being their own detective, right? Because that, I, 
is how we advance to the next level. And so let's kind of start to wrap this up a little bit, Lisa, but I want to just turn it over if there's something that maybe you wanted to share that you haven't, we haven't tapped into yet to just bring people kind of to this sweet spot before we end the conversation today. Oh, thank you. Um, one of the things that I find that's most important for all of us is that we're here to experience joy. And if you're not in a place of joy, that's where we go into that self-reflection. And, um, and, and also we hold on to these beliefs. The title of my book is in every belief is a lie. So the reason why I did that, and if you look at the word belief, L-I-E is in the middle of it. We carry lies from everything. There are things that we are walking around with that are not true and we don't even know it. And those, those lies can cause unhappiness, can cause us to go into depression, can cause my lie was that I didn't believe I was smart. I just didn't believe in, I, I just wasn't smart in the conventional way. So we all have these amazing gifts that make us um, the best we can be. And it's a matter of tapping into them, accessing them. Sometimes we can't access them in the way that most people can access. Um, for me, didn't work. I had to go around and, and, and figure it all out. And I'm always adding tools to the toolbox because I've always want to be better. I always want to be better at who I am as a human being. And there's always something new to untap. It's like, oh, I forgot. I thought I worked on that already. How many times do we say, I thought I cleared that out and now it's back again in a different way. So it, it's a lifetime of learning. It's a lifetime of getting better. And it's a lifetime of, of searching for our truth. But the more we get into our truth, the more neutral we can become and the more we don't get triggered by others. And that's been one of the greatest lessons through my forgiveness work and my clearing work is the sense of neutrality so that I don't get driven by emotions. I get driven by um, being in that moment and discerning what the right decision is for that moment and not being emotionally um, like a ping pong ball. Does that make sense? I know that everybody that's listening right now understands exactly what you said. <laughs> I would think that's the, especially with, you know, those people that are maybe at a higher, a higher level of con kind of outside of the collective, you could right. say they're sensitive. And, and a lot of times we think of sensitives as being emotional, but really emotion is just another way of receiving information and being able to neutralize the emotion in order to abstract right. information to make a choice is such a huge part of what, well, which is what we're all going to eventually move into as the ascended human. I think we will eventually move right. out emotion. So there's all kinds of techniques. There's one that I use called the emotional release method, um, which is somatic. You go in and feel it and release it. And it's very simple. But my mentor taught me this. His daughter, um, he was 92 years old. His daughter fell in the, uh, they call it the T in Boston, the subway and hit her head and she was hemorrhaging. And um, it ended up that she had had a tumor that had caused her to fall. But he called me up the next day and he said, I was up all night worrying. And then he said, I realized that, how is that her serving her? So he said, I decided to release it. 
And then he said, I was worrying, um, you know, about her. How does that serve her? Then I was worried about how I was going to deal with it. And he said, I decided by letting go of all the emotion, I could be there in the present moment so that when a doctor calls me or she needs me, that I can make a decision that's not emotionally based. That's a wrong decision. I can now look at everything from a different perspective and really make the right decision for me and and for her. And I thought that's huge because I don't know that I would have the capability to do it on that level. But um, that's the power of neutrality. Because how many times do we have people telling us, you know, let it go and just be and just be and and people like, if it were that easy, I would do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a saying that don't ever make a decision based on emotion and, and just having the awareness of whether or not where you're making your decisions from is the first step. Right. So I love that story because that takes a a level of consciousness, especially if your body's in a chemical response, because that's the way we're driven, right. Is to make decisions based on what we're feeling. If you want to say, I have a th- I have this saying that emotion and feeling are actually two different things. And I think that they are. So I think to make it a decision based on a feeling is is good because that's the knowingness. But to do it on the chemical response or emotion is where we get in trouble. Right. Because our wound is making that decision. Our lost two year old. And 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 I say this, most of our politicians in the world are wounded. Are, their wounded teenagers are running the world. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm just like, oh my God, do we have a 12 year old up here? <laughs> you know, and, and it's like an, enough, enough. Yeah. You know, we need, we need people who, who are tapping into their wisdom and truly living in the world. And, and ultimately what we are here for is love. And that's the most important thing because the the state of forgiveness takes us to that state of unconditional love. And, and there's nothing else we need, but that. This is such a beautiful place. I think right here is the sweet spot, right? So you have all these beautiful tools, all these beautiful stories to take in. And, and then the next choice is, is to move forward and love because really to advance to the next level, it is first loving ourselves on a deep level where we can allow ourselves to do that. And then of course, bringing that frequency into all of our relationships and miracles happen from that space. Oh, Lisa, so let's have you talk a little bit about your free offer and how people would find you. We're going to have it in the show notes below. So definitely check that out. Sure. So in my book, um, there's a QR code, but you guys are going to get that information. Um, so it has a couple, it has the emotional release in that, uh, that technique. And it has, um, also the Ho'oponopono in there. Um, and my partner who came up with this, um, technique, it's an eye movement technique. It's his own, but, uh, it gets you out of anxiety and stress instantly. It's really beautiful. So there's a couple of tools that are there and, um, I'm really excited for all of you to use these tools because these, these have changed my life in, in such a huge way. And, uh, I, I look forward to all of you using them as well. 
Oh, that is fantastic. And just give us your website just real quick as well. So I'm in the process of launching. So within the next couple of weeks, my new website's going to be up there. But the current one I have is peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. Um, but I'm moving into center for the next level performance. So I'm excited for that. So um, I'm not sure when that's going to be launched. I'm working on my team. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, yeah. we'll just go ahead and put both and then if people yeah. can kind of play. We can put the peak performance because it's not, uh, uh, and we're going to work on having people move to the next one when they oh, get okay. there. So I don't want people to go like, what is this place? <laughs> when they, if they get forwarded but yeah you can reach me there linkedin lisa sharma horn you can reach me there um so and and also facebook i'm on there as well beautiful lisa thank you for bringing just all your wisdom and in that place of just speaking from your heart i could really feel it the whole time that you yes you are a change maker and, and you're are the challenge whatever it is but i can feel in that that it's all coming from this place of connection to your inner wisdom. And, and I can feel that when you speak. So I just want to honor you in that. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much. So it's nice to hear someone honor that instead of saying you need to go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I think the ones in the, in therapy are the ones that are just ready to break free. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, we are just so honored that for all of you that are listening, and I hope that you'll take some of these tools that Lisa talked about, and maybe that you're even walking away with some wisdom that you didn't have before you started this conversation. And until we all meet again, let's all move into our highest potential and really discover the magic in that unconditional love. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Are you ready to take the next step into infinite possibilities? We invite you to discover more ways to play at ActivateEvolution.com.